Negational thinking is quite simply seeing ourselves or self as what we are not, right? And we do this all the time. Well, I'm not tall. I'm not handsome. I'm not sexually attractive to that person. You know, I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. I'm not worthy. You know, my life is difficult. My life is not easy. My life has been hard. You know, seeing ourselves as a collection of what we are not really is a, is a sinister thing. I've done it. I'm, I'm sure you do it too. How can we possibly hope to grow from that perspective? How can we possibly hope to feel grateful from that perspective? How can we ever get to know ourselves if we're constantly focused on that which we are not? I want to expand the definition today of negational thinking to include essentially, let's say, hypothetical or past situations. It's very easy for us to say that we feel uh, guilty about something that we did or didn't do a year ago, two years ago, when we were a child, perhaps. And it's very easy to make up situations to say, this is coming down the road for me in the future, or, you know, I'm, I'm apprehensive about what may be coming in the future. But let's be quite honest, those moments in the past and in the future, those are not materially real. Now, of course, things that have happened in the past, their consequences echo forward into the present and into the future if we let them. But let's be quite honest, when we focus on things that have happened in the past, or things that may be happening in the future, we are focusing on things that are not real. We are negating our current existence by focusing on unrealities, on things that are not materially real. Now, the second half of this concept is relational thinking. And that quite simply is when we see ourselves, when we see the way we think of ourselves in relation to uh, another person or another situation, right? Again, very, very common for us to go, I'm not as wealthy as my friend from high school has become. I'm not as powerful as my boss. I'm not as handsome or attractive or getting as much attention and uh, dates and so on and so forth as my friend over here, right? I don't have what my sister has. I didn't marry the man that my sister did, okay? Again, we do it all the time, but let's ask ourselves, how are we ever going to be grateful for what we do have personally? How are we ever going to grow and build off of what we have personally? And how are we ever going to get to know ourselves when we're seeing ourselves again now as a collection of things that, again, we are not, or we are rating or judging ourselves by the metric of another person, an externality, someone completely outside of us. We're dispossessing ourselves, right? We are taking our own self-ownership away from ourselves when we think this way. Another example of relational thinking, very common, this is something I still do, and it's something that I'm really just beginning to sink my teeth into, is this idea of change, this idea of having to become a different person, right? And here in the self-development, personal development space, you see it all the time, right? What is your New Year's resolution, right? What are you going to change about yourself this year? Who are you going to become this year? What's a habit that you're going to drop this year? How are you going to change, 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 change? You know, a friend of mine said this so well to me the other day, and I, I had to put a fire emoji <laughs> below this comment in our chat because he said, obsession with writing a past orientation creates binaries. So let's think about that in terms of relational thinking. You're saying that your present or current or even aspirational state is related to a past state, right? You've now created a binary. I was this, I'm going to be that. So ask yourself now, well, where are you? Now you're in two minds, right? Instead of seeing ourselves as a whole being, we're now in two places, two minds. I don't believe it serves us. It leads to distraction. 
It leads to emotional upset when we don't get there or when we fall back to old behaviors. And over time, I would say this is not a great way to live. And this is something that I'm just beginning to think about. It's something I still do all the time. And this is not to say that if there are things you do that you realize are destructive, you shouldn't seek to improve the way you live your life and end those behaviors. But this obsession with becoming something different, I think really doesn't serve us. We are the same person through life, period. Our being doesn't change. This is my opinion, let's say. So when we're seeking to change, 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 we're now living life relationally. We're saying, I don't want to be that. I do want to be this. Well, it's like, where are you in the present then? This form of thinking is precisely where those emotional symptoms that we talked about at the top, that's where they come from. If you're bombarding yourself with the notion that you need to be something else to be happy, to be successful, to be you, if you're talking to yourself negatively, negationally, you're creating that guilt, right? That guilt around past actions or inactions or that worry about potential future occurrences that we all have, you're actually doing battle with things that don't exist, right? You've taken yourself out of the present moment and now you're forcing yourself to reconcile with things that are not materially real. You're creating a binary way of thinking, two poles that pull you apart, right? It's like you've willingly strapped your, or unwillingly strapped yourself into one of those medieval torture devices and your head is being pulled one way and your feet are being pulled the other way. Well, what happens in the middle? I think we all know. You know, when we say, I am this, but I want to be that. That happened and now I'm here because of that or that's going to happen, so now I need to do this now. It's like, think about that. Think about that for a moment. How often do we take our present state and weight it against something that has happened or may or may not happen? Or again, how often do we weight our present value against another person's perceived value or things that we are not, right? How often do we are, how often do we willingly reduce ourselves to zero? And so you could see why that sort of thinking would lead to emotional upset. We're doing battle with things that do not exist, but on some, on some level, we have begun to make them real in our thoughts. And I can tell you that now he's going to get to the solution. Finally, <laughs> I can tell you that your nervous system is going to begin to respond to those events as if they were real. Your breathing will become shallow and uncontrolled. Your posture will turn in. You'll begin to clench muscles. You know, for me, a lot of the time I, I find I'm wincing my eyes. I'm clenching the muscles in my face. Maybe for you, it's your jaw. I know some people clench their toes and their hands, right? Their toes and their fingers. For me, I often suck in my, my gut and my diaphragm and clench my, my pelvic floor. We begin to live in a state where we are now having a stress response to things that we have chosen to make stressful. Now, again, it's not going to be easy. This is going to be a lifelong process, perhaps, for all of us to begin to stop this way of thinking. But let's be quite clear. We are thinking ourselves into misery when we choose to think negationally and relationally. 